I actually heard from some family members saying, why can't you take care of my loved one? You know, and I think that's the piece that we don't ever want you to, to think about. The speed of the spread of Omicron is infecting people at a rapid rate. At Novant, we now have over 500 patients in the hospital with COVID-19 system-wide. And yet, I'm here to tell you, with our own numbers, 80% of those patients are still not vaccinated. Cone Health and Atrium Health Wake Forest Baptist are also seeing a spike in cases, something that's been a trend for the last two weeks. It is the entire safety net structure in your community being affected. It's now getting personal. All three of us are really asking our communities to help those heroes who are exhausted from caring for unprecedented number of patients who have seen more death than the rest of us can ever imagine. Health leaders know people are frustrated with COVID precautions, but say each time we choose not to protect ourselves, someone else, even a healthy person, feels the effects of our decisions. I had a patient that I had to say, well, your surgery needs to be done, but I can't do it in the next couple of weeks. We're hoping uh, we can do it in the next few weeks. And, and hers is elective, but she'd like it done now because she's a professional and can't work. Because it's so infective and we're bringing them into our hospitals, we're having our employees become infected. And so we're having high absenteeism. Um, and so our resources are spread very thin. Doctors also have a new focus, kids. We're seeing an increased number of children now getting infected. Uh, we have more children in the hospital now than we ever have those that can't get vaccinated. We're passionate about the care that we give every day, and we want to continue to be able to give it. And to do that, we need the partnership of the public. <sighs> this is like... I, I've lost count on how many times I've pressed record trying to do this shit. It is so I, I, I can't record until Sunday. It's just fucked. I think the only way I can possibly fucking do this shit is essentially gather up news and stories throughout the week. And then basically Sunday, I don't know, I guess I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to sacrifice house chores and just have a dirty house so that I can record the podcast. Cause I'm gonna have to spend all day Sunday recording. I did. I, I have no other option. This shit is incredibly fucking hard trying to do these 16 hour work days and record the podcast and do the house chores and Phoenix Cleaters falling down the stairs and shit is just fucked. Um, <clears throat> all right. Let's go over to an article by Nicole Duncan Smith. It's Friday morning, 5.45 in the a.m. This article is from January 11th. Right now it's January 14th, 2022. And out there in Kentucky, a, uh, a, a months-long investigation has concluded with the firing of a teacher who initiated the article says got into i'd say initiated a violent altercation with a student that ended with the man pinning the teen on the hallway floor of a louisville high school the incident was captured on video that you that used uh, that was used as evidence in the probe uh the folks down there at the courier journal uh which atlanta black star uh, does not link to <laughs> the folks at the Courier Journal 
uh, report that William Bennett, a science teacher at the uh, at the Marion Seymour School, was fired in December in the wake of his dust up with a 16 year old uh, Jameer Strain. Uh, and this was last summer, maybe a summer school program of some sort. Who knows? Um, and investigators found that uh, that Bennett used excessive force on and made derogatory statements against the teenager. A 24-page termination letter uncovered by the newspaper, Courier Journal, uh, stated that it further noted that he violated the state's educator code, uh, educator code of ethics by not sharing that he had been fired. That he had been fired before from a different teaching job on his application with the Jefferson County Public Schools. And also never shared with the administration that he had previous educator certification cases brought up on him. Now, I would also note, see, that's that's that white supremacy shit, right? That's that patriarchy shit. They should have fucking did their due dilly and checked and found out. Run this nigga's numbers, man. They're like, nah, fuck it. Put him in there with the nigger kids. He's got it. And, um... Of course, again, as it is fucking wickedly tough to record this, again, we're back to not on video and just podcast because I'd really love to show this um, imagery of this teacher. Uh, Let's go to uh, a little bit of news clip with the um, the the young boy, uh, Jameer Strain, and an individual that appears to uh, be his parent. Uh, maybe legal guardian uh, playing the parental role, uh, most likely his mother. Let's take a look or a listen. Treating me like a- the viral video of a Louisville, Kentucky teenager in a fight with his white school teacher on August 23rd has left Jameer Strain and his family traumatized. Um, I've seen how he was smothering my son. Um, he was pulling his hair. He was punching. Okay, that's his mother, Tracy Strain. Um, need him in the face. I just was in complete shock. Jameer says the scuffle began. Who that Kentucky accent jumps out at you, doesn't it? It makes you not like just so we're clear, she is black. <laughs> that that Kentucky accent, it just because we mostly only hear white people talking from there, it sounds white. Right? Like that's Mitch McConnell's accent. Was in complete shock. Jameer says the scuffle began after his teacher, William Bennett, had mistaken his mask for bandana. Then asked... Now, <laughs> this is why, oh God, I would really would, I gotta record on Sundays when I can just sit down and fully produce it. Uh, so, what's on the video clip now is uh, someone holding up a photograph of the teacher, Mr. Bennett, um, in what appear I think they would call this a hunting hat of sorts, maybe? Or maybe a ranger hat. And of course, posing in front of a Confederate flag. Hey. Asked Jameer to report to the office. I told him, stop treating me like a. And what did he say after that? He said he called me racist. He called you racist. Okay, so the, the news outlet edited it where he said he's basically saying, stop treating me like a nigger. All right. Hey. Yeah, and then say you're just the boy that got shot. 
Moments later, Jameer says he blacked out and Okay, and, and of course, as we said, the teacher making making fun of him for uh, for surviving a, uh, a a firearm wound. And attacked Bennett. Tracy Strain, Jameer's mother, hired attorney Aubrey Williams to help fight the pending criminal charges and a school suspension from the school board. They also want Bennett arrested. And he's all been a teacher here for you know, last year and this year, but there have been incidents involving him at other schools. Atlanta Black Star received a statement from Jefferson County Public Schools, which reads, the teacher from Marion Seymour School has been reassigned to non-instructional duties pending the outcome of the investigation. Tracy Strain says this experience has reignited her son's PTSD. Not only, you know, is he, he was in the drive-by shooting a year ago, this, this boy has suffered a lot of trauma. And to go through this were a place I think that he should feel safe and not judged or um, uh, feel any type of racism. Um, I'm just, I'm, I'm ashamed. Ma'am, first off, you are on earth. And then to narrow that down, you are in what we understand to be the Western Hemisphere. Also, I, I would like to further narrow this down to you are in the nation that Western Europeans decided is America. And in that America, you are in Kentucky. All right? Real tired of black people acting like there's somewhere they can go that there won't be racism. Cut with the surprised Negro shit. Right? And at this point now, it's niggas younger than me. Right? Like, niggas that have teenage kids are younger than me now. Holy shit. God damn. So I guess I'm going to be watching this show of new new generations of surprise Negroes for the rest of my life. I'm going to be old ass William looking at people that were literally fucking like born in 2015 and come what like 2000, I don't know, 37. They're going to be surprised at racism. Nigga, stop it. I feel any type of racism. Um, I'm just... I'm, I'm ashamed at our school system. The community I, nigga. has rallied support for Strain, but not everyone is on their side. A lot of support out there, but on top of that, there's a lot of negativity. So I really? There's a lot of negativity? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I had to deactivate my social media because of the negativity. And also with the GoFundMe page, people will donate just $5 just to say something mean to me. Jameer has hopes of owning his own business one day as either a carpenter or a construction worker. But before that, the 16-year-old sophomore and his mom ultimately want to move past this traumatizing experience. Right now, I'm just focused on my future. I'm focused on school still because that's the big part. I, my main focus is just graduating. Strain's attorney says he's been dealing with the Jefferson County Public Schools for years with cases surrounding racial issues. This my entire practice. Never been a day, never been a time that I did not have a case against the Jefferson County school system involving black students, black teachers, black officials, you name it. He says the fight to keep Jameer in school and to obtain an arrest warrant is ongoing. Reporting for Atlanta Black Star, I'm Kevante Smalls. All right, Atlanta Black Star doing their own uh, vi video news coverage. There you go, Atlanta Black Star. 
All right. Maybe more news like this. And because uh, I had I unfollowed the Atlanta Black Star on Facebook because I just do not care what celebrities are doing. All right. But yeah, that that story is going on. And oh, God, 554 in the a.m. Again, like, yeah, this shit is tough. Yeah, I got to try to get some podcast work done and then pop on over to the shift. I've, I've said this shit a million fucking times. <laughs> All right interesting fucking story and quite frankly i really think it wraps up there i don't see any need to look for updates all right in this little bit of time that i have between uploading taking a shower getting dressed and rushing out the door to try to get to the factory and clock in in time and run through the shift with this little bit of time left from 5.56 a.m., let's go on over to um, an article up on technologyreview.com by James Temple. And uh, it's a little interesting. <clears throat> so in December, researchers reported that huge and growing cracks have formed in the eastern ice shelf of the Thwaites Glacier that Phoenix Collider does not care about. Of the Thwaites Glacier, a Florida-sized mass of ice that stretches 75 miles across western Antarctica, we know this part, um, they warned that the floating tongue of the glacier, which acts as a brace to prop up Thwaites, could snap off into the ocean in as little as five years. Yeah! That could trigger a chain reaction as more and more towering cliffs of ice are exposed and then fracture and collapse. A complete loss of the so-called Doomsday Glacier. I'm okay with calling it that myself. I don't know why you have to be mean about it. Uh, (laughs) uh, James Temple. Why does it have to be so-called? I want hyperbole for my propaganda. Doomsday Glacier. So, a complete loss of the so-called Doomsday Glacier could uh, raise ocean levels by two feet. Or, as Wine Cellar Media has covered before, as much as ten feet if the collapse drags down surrounding glaciers with it. According to the science nerds, uh, with the uh, International uh, Thwaites Glacier Coalition, either way, it would flood coastal cities around the world threatening tens of millions of people folks all of which raises an urgent question is there anything we could do to stop it well let's see what the nerds think well even if the world immediately halted the greenhouse gas emissions driving climate change and warming the waters beneath the ice shelf that wouldn't do anything to thicken and restabilize the thwaites critical buttress says John Moore, a glaciologist, a nerd, and a professor at the Arctic Center at the University of Lapland in Finland. Lapland in Finland. No more white people naming stuff. Continuing to uh, quote the nerd, John Moore, glaciologist, quote, So the only way of preventing the collapse is to physically stabilize the ice sheet, end quote. That will require what is uh, variously described as, 
what is variously described, all right, uh, variously described as um, active conservation, active conservation, radical adaptation, or glacier geoengineering. Mmm, nerdy stuff. I like it, geeks. I like where you're going with this. Uh, John Moore, the glaciologist, and others have proposed potential ways that people could intervene to preserve key glaciers. Some of the schemes involve building artificial braces through polar uh, mega projects or installing other structures that would, excuse me, nudge that would uh, nudge nature to restore existing ones. The basic idea is that a handful of engineering efforts at the source of the problem could significantly reduce the property damage and flooding dangers that that, um, basically every coastal city and low-lying island nation will face, as well as the costs of adaptation projects required to minimize them. If it works, it could potentially preserve crucial ice sheets for a few more centuries, buying time to cut emissions and stabilize the climate, the research says. But there would be massive logistical engineering, legal and financial challenges, and it's not yet clear how effective the interventions would be or whether they could be done before some of the largest glaciers are lost. Ow. They have a subheading here, Redirecting Warming Waters. This is followed up in articles and papers published in 2018. Uh, uh, John Moore and, uh, and Michael uh, Wolovic, Michael Wolovic of Princeton and others laid out the possibility, the possibility of preserving critical glaciers, including the Thwaites. The one Phoenix Kaleeder does not care about, the Thwaites Glacier, and this could be done through massive earth-moving projects. These would involve shipping in, um, shipping in or uh, dredging up large amounts of material to build up uh, beams, hold up, build up berms. All right, hold on, buddy chief. What the blue fuck is a berm? Okay, a little monosyllabic vocabulary word I had to look up real quick, and through the magic of pause and unpause, a berm is a, um, a flat strip of land, raised bank, or terrace, bordering a river or canal. Okay. Alright. Berms. That sounds good, nerds. I, I, I like your berms. I like your good, nerdy, bermy ideas. Where did I leave off there? All right. <clears throat> and so, uh, do, 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 do. Uh, these would involve uh, shaping, dredging up large amounts of material to build up berms or artificial islands around or beneath key glaciers. Hold up. You see this? All right. You know what? The, the, the nerds have the idea, but I'm thinking this. So they actually have to get material to make this. So you have to go fuck with the planet that you've already fucked with so that you can try to stop what the um, the effects of fucking up the planet did. Yeah, I mean, they're going to have to dig up shit. They're going to have to dig fat fucking holes and literally make this. They're going to try to make the landmass. All right, niggas. 
Give it a shot. I'm, I'm on board. Give it a shot. Folks, if you live in New Orleans, get the fuck out of there. You live in New York, get the fuck out of there. You live in Florida, get the fuck out of there. Southern California, move your ass. You're on the Washington State Peninsula, get the fuck out of there. Sea level is going up. If you are going to be alive, if you project yourself to be alive in the next 15 or more years, get the fuck away from ocean water. Woo. Continuing because I am fun and this is a fun podcast that we're all having fun playing. So, uh, they would dredge up berms, artificial islands uh, beneath the key glaciers. The structure would support glaciers and ice shelves, block the warm, dense water layers at the bottom of the ocean that are melting them from below or both. More recently, uh, they and researchers affiliated with the University of uh, British Columbia have explored a more technical concept, constructing what they have dubbed seabed anchored curtains. Quote, uh, and um, not quote, uh, these would be uh, buoyant, flexible sheets made from uh, geotextile material that could hold back and redirect warm water. Again, warm water is under the glaciers that shouldn't be there. And obviously, like via the warmth, it is eroding the ice by melting it back into being more water. And so the ice at the bottom is running away. And obviously, this um, exasperates upon itself because the less ice the warm water has to fight, the faster it can break down whatever is left. Right? Right. <clears throat> All right. Uh, skibby flibby jibby doo. Uh, the, uh, the hope is that this uh, proposal would be cheaper than the earlier ones and that these curtains would stand up to iceberg collisions and would be removed if they were if they if there were negative side effects the researchers have uh, excuse me have modeled the use of these structures around three glaciers in greenland as well as the thwaites and nearby pine island glaciers if the, cur- if the curtains uh, redirected enough warm water, the eastern ice shelf of the Thwaites could begin to thicken again and firmly uh, reattach itself to the underwater formations that have uh, supported it for millennia. Quote from uh, John Moore, the uh, glaciologist. The idea is to return the system to its state around the early 20th century when we when we uh, when we know that warm water could not access the ice shelf as much as today he wrote in an email they've explained the cost and effects of strategically placing these structures in key channels where most of the warm water flows in and of uh, <clears throat> flows in and of establishing a wider curtain farther farther out from the bay the latter approach would cost on the order of 50 billion dollars that's a big number but it's not even half what one uh, proposed seawall around new york city would cost would cost Ooh. and to make a seawall they would have to dig up more shit 
and potentially negatively affect another part of the planet. Just stop the capitalism and imperialism. These are driving climate change. You're not supposed to blow up shit on this planet. Bombs are not supposed to exist. That bombs are a stupid, fucked up idea by violent fuck nuggets. Continuing. Um, they've explored the costs and effects of uh, strategically placing these structures on the key channels. Yes, um, researchers have floated um, other potential approaches as well as including placing uh, reflective or insulating material over portions of glaciers, uh, building fencing to retain snow, uh, snow that would otherwise blow into the ocean, and applying various techniques to uh, dry up the bed beneath glaciers, eliminating water that acts as a uh, axis lubricant, and thus slowing the glacier's movement. Uh, the final subheading that I'll look at before I turn off this recording as it is 6.09 a.m. Will it work? And under the subheading, will it work? Some scientists have criticized these ideas. Seven researchers submitted a response in in nature of Moore's 2018 proposals, arguing that the concepts would be, um, oh, excuse me, would be partial solutions at best um, and could in some cases inadvertently accelerate ice loss and could pull attention and resources from efforts to eliminate the root of the problem, greenhouse gas emissions. Oh, shit, these niggas listen to the wine cellar. Telling you right now, I know that they're little nerds with their nerd research, but maybe maybe they're checking me out, you know? Hey, Maybe, maybe, maybe they, they, they go home and they talk about the gangsterism of MAGA with their family. <laughs> oh, man. I got, got to give it up to them. Like, they are, they are pointing out the unfun part, right? This isn't good news. This is um, uh, a please half-smile headline. <laughs> uh, continuing. The lead author, uh, Twyla Moon, a uh, scientist at the National Snow and Ice Center at the University of Colorado in Boulder. Twyla Moon is a nerd. Twyla Moon says the efforts would be akin to plugging a couple of holes in a garden hose riddled with them. And that's if they worked at all. She argues that the field doesn't understand ice dynamics and other relevant factors well enough to be confident that these things will work, and the logistical challenges strike her as extreme given the difficulty of getting a single research vessel into Antarctica. Damn. That, you know what, I, I, I relate to Twyla. Like, as much as I be, um... Like, I'm like, come on, nerds, you got it, you got it, you got it, baby. In the back of my head is Twyla's voice already, like, but you probably don't got it, though. (laughs) Yo, Uh, continuing, uh, quoting from Twyla Moon, um, and I see she here, so to my understanding, Twyla Moon is a cis woman um, with the she in this thing, which is pronoun, right? Uh, Quote, Addressing the source of the problem means turning off that hose. Woo! 
addressing the source of the problem means turning off that hose. Okay, Twyla Moon continues saying, and that is something that we understand. We understand climate change, we understand the sources, and we understand how to reduce emissions. End quote. Twyla, uh, hold up. Let's, let's, let's throw her a, a fucking... Yes, queen! Go off, girl boss! Pussy hat slay! I ain't even playing with that one, putty. Come on! Uh, uh continuing with the article... <clears throat> There would be uh there would also be significant governance and legal obstacles as uh Charles Corbett and Edward Parson, legal scholars at the University of California Los Angeles School of Law, law nerds, um they noted in a uh, forthcoming essay in Ecology Law Quarterly and notably Antarctica is governed by a consortium of nations under the Antarctic Treaty System and any one of the 29 voting members could veto such proposals. In addition, the Madrid Protocol strictly limits certain activities on and around Antarctica, including projects that would have major physical or environmental impacts. God damn. Nigga, if you live in New Orleans, if you live in Southern California, on the Washington State Peninsula, Portland, Oregon, Florida in general, general, right, the whole goddamn Gulf of Mexico, nigga, if you think you are going to be kicking around for more than 15 years, moving forward from this moment, get the fuck out of there. Because we're going up 10 feet, my nigga. 10 motherfucking feet. That's cold game. Continuing. Corbett and, uh, and Parson, the law nerds, they stress that the obstacles aren't insurmountable and that the issue could inspire needed updates on how these regions are governed and the rising threat of climate change. But they also note, quote, it all raises the question of whether a country or coalition could drive the project forward with significant determination. End motherfucking quote. It is 6.14 a.m. I need to put some soap and water on my booty. And I need to put on a fresh pair of undershorts, some work pants, a dashiki, and head out to the shift. Have a good one.